I'm Na. And I'm Nicole. And this is 20 and Some Change. Hey, 20 and Trying Crew. We are so excited to be back for season two. Have you ever had a moment in your life that deserved recognition and celebration, but you downplayed it? In this Diving Deep episode, we talk about the obstacles we face in our growth journey and explore why we continue to focus on the negative and not the positive. Let's get into it. Have you ever been in a place where you're just so low and you can't seem to get out of it? I don't want to say always, but it definitely does happen to me. I'm pretty sure it happens to a lot of us. Again, floating in your 20s, I think, especially, you know, it's grad season. A lot of people are feeling like, what's next? Or they thought they had a plan and that plan just doesn't happen. And for me, when I get in that cycle, sometimes it's kind of random. You know, sometimes things will be going good or it'll kind of just be not up to par with what you thought was quote unquote good. And I've, I kind of just feel like I'm here. I'm here. I'm waiting to do something or I'm waiting for some excitement or something. Mm, So it's almost like you're not staying in the present. Like you're not really appreciating what's around you. You're just trying to progress in some way and achieve a goal. You're not even sure what goal, but you just want to get there. Exactly. Right. And I think that's because, you know, of the, oh, what can I do? I always have to be working mentality that a lot of us have. Like we feel like we're I don't want to say failures, but we feel like we're just subpar if we're not doing something or we feel like we I feel like we've been conditioned to feel like we need to burn out or we need to suffer to to make something out of ourselves. So when you're not suffering from overworking yourself, you're suffering from the thought of not doing enough. I think that's something that a lot of us grapple with. It's that internal conflict. We not only are comparing ourselves to other people, but we're in competition with an idea of what we should be. We get really down on ourselves for not meeting up to our own expectations. But I think in that, we're not really analyzing whether or not those are even our expectations. Like where where are those ideas coming from? Are they really coming from a path that is from our highest self? Or are we just mirroring what we see around us and trying to emulate? And unfortunately, a lot of our lives, at least after education, just revolves around that career, revolves around work. And that's where a lot of our problems lie. Because in of itself, you don't want to stay stagnant in your job. You want to always be experiencing something new. You want to feel that progression or else you feel less than. Like essentially you're no longer using your brain because everything becomes repetitive. You know exactly what's expected of you. You know your roles and responsibilities and you get stuck in that place. And for myself, 
I keep on coming back to that place. Like I've outgrown my clothes and I need to fit into something else, but there aren't really any options around me where I can, you know, go to the store and try Mm -hmm. new clothes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Um, And I think that's going to be a reoccurring problem in a lot of our lives. We're just always, we're going to be hitting walls. And it's up to us whether we want to break through them or just stay in our spot, which both are great. Like, I I don't think we should ever try and say, you should always be moving. You should always be elevating yourself in your career. Like, I don't think that's exactly the goal. I think we place a lot of thought into external growth instead of internal growth. And I think that's where a lot of the problems lie is we don't prioritize ourselves. We just are in that competition mode and we really want to be better than someone else instead of just being a better us. No, yeah. I like what you said about we shouldn't always have to aim, for example, like that higher position because if I'm happy in my position and I can still grow internally, then that's great because I'm happy here. I'm not burnt out. Whereas if I didn't even want that higher position, why am I going to try to aim for something I don't want? I'm probably going to be miserable. And then I'm going to get caught up in the cycle of having to fulfill these external things. Again, I'm going to lose focus on my internal growth. Let's focus here on external growth and internal growth. I think right now we're at a spot in our lives where we're really prioritizing our internal selves, like really trying to understand what our path is, what our highest self looks like, who we want to be in the future. And we're trying to change our current thought patterns to reflect who we want to be in the future. However, that's easier said than done. And in those moments when you and I are hard on ourselves, it's because we're not meeting those expectations of who we aspire to be on a personal level. Like it's almost an internal turmoil because no one really knows, like nobody else outside of us really can envision what we see Mm -hmm. in the future for ourselves. And that's hard because you struggle to even explain yourself to others. So when you are facing these type of problems, what does that look like? For example, for this week, I set a goal that I just wanted to stop complaining for a week and see how that goes, right? So that's a goal. And say throughout the week, I complained over something little. And I don't mean just like complain over like I'm tired because obviously, you know, we're humans. We're going to feel those emotions. But I mean like over small dumb things that really did not need a reaction out of me. And say I give in to that and I give in to the complaint. Yeah, I beat myself up. I'm like, uh, you did not have to say that. Like, why? Why did you even say that? Why did you even complain? And it sucks because you want to you want to grow or like you think that's how you grow if you can not complain or if you don't let something get to you like that's what we said as growth but really it's more of a back and forth 
because there are going to be times where we go back and forth and we're going to slip into old patterns again. We're going to feel a type of way again. And I think we really beat ourselves up because it's like, oh, well, if I'm supposed to grow, then how could I have let myself slip into the old me again, right? So it gets very confusing for us because it's like, am I actually growing? But I think that we focus so much on the negative that we don't even realize that that is growth. To even be aware that you're slipping into an old um, pattern is growth because we can reflect and we can point it out that, hey, you know, I did slip into this, but now I want to do better at, again, trying not to slip back into your old self. And we need to realize that perfectionism is not the goal. If we keep wanting to only go up, up, it's only up from here, that's kind of I feel like a form of perfectionism because we're trying to meet that expectation of, oh, I'm not who I used to be. I'm not who I used to be. And you're right. You're not who you used to be, but it's also okay if you slip into old things again. Or like, for example, if I slipped up and I complained about something little, it's okay because I'm still learning. I'm continually learning. I'm continually growing. The goal is not to be perfect in my self-growth journey. That's so deep because it's almost as if when you're saying that you're not only telling that to yourself, but you're voicing it to others. Because I feel like when you are in a period in your life where you really want to change, a lot of people want to hold you back. Either if it's intentional or subconsciously, they for some reason have a hard time understanding that you are changing, you are evolving, you are not a stagnant person. You will never be who you were a month ago or a year ago. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, people just love to like hold you back. And it is a form of um, keeping you accountable to continue to grow and to continue to be better. But there's nothing worse than slipping up and having someone really close to you call you out on it, but in a really rude way. So I love how you're reiterating that growth isn't linear. It never will be, but it inevitably will be an upward progression. Right. And that's something to always keep in mind that, you know, you may slip up, but you'll bounce back. But I really like how in this instance, You saw a problem, which was you were having these negative thoughts. You named it, which I think is one of the hardest things to do. Like, because we can all just be so stuck in our heads. It's really hard for us to even realize that we are being negative, just because it can honestly just become a part of our personality at that point. So, for you to be able to go out of yourself to say, hey, that was a negative thought. It's making my day turn into this, which is like something negative, something that I don't want to continue. It totally reshapes how the rest of the day will play out. I think I can do something about this to make my days a little bit better. So that's awesome that you were able to name it and to take the necessary steps 
to change it. You know, you were able to say, okay, I thought this, then my rest of the day turned into this. So you're able to pinpoint that starting point and you're saying to yourself, okay, if I change how I think, then hopefully my rest, the rest of my day will go better. And, you know, that can have huge effects because that can change how your weeks play out, how your months play out, how your years play out, and eventually how your life plays out. So Mm -hmm. it's a huge moment to be able to see and understand what's going on. Yeah, and you can really let that little thing affect you. Like say that I had complained and instead of doing that right, instead of trying to turn it around, I just fixated on, ah, well, fuck it. There's my goal for the week then. Like I fucked up and now I can't start over. Why not? Why can't you? And I know that it's kind of hard in your head. Like if you're like me, say that happened on a Tuesday, right? I'm like, well, fuck, I can't do it for the rest of the week because like it doesn't feel right starting over. But that in itself is like really hard to break because for some reason in your head, it doesn't seem organized or it doesn't seem like a fresh start. But you need to be louder than the negative voices, the negative energy that's around you because you are in charge of your life and you're in charge of how you want that to play out. So for you, what does that look like? Do you get into these cycles of being down and talking negatively to yourself or? Yeah, I really do. I, this is going to sound so dramatic, but it really is. (laughs) (laughs) It really is just me being me when I say this. Mm -hmm. I had an epiphany about maybe like a month or two ago. I suffer from perfectionism. Hard hard. Okay. I never realized it for myself. I'm sure my friends did. I'm sure they knew Nas a bit too hard on herself. And I mean, of course I can tell that, but I never was able to connect the two. The way that I realized how my perfectionism ruins my day is through how I speak to myself when something goes wrong. And now it's to the point where I'll just be walking around the house and I'll just be like, I suck. And I'll just like go about my day. And it's like, what is that? Why am I even saying that? But um, one example of this, and of course it comes from setting a goal. We're going to go all the way back to the new year, new us episode where I set a goal and I wanted to do yoga. And I think I said I wanted to do it four days a week. Guys, okay, I don't think I ever did yoga four days consecutively in a week. I tried. I'm pretty sure I did three. Okay. Yeah, I did three. And you know what? I'm starting to realize something is better than nothing. Right. Which is a hard thing to say because, you know, a month ago, I did not believe that. It was either it it was directly connected to what you were saying. If I do something on a Monday, my Monday goes well, but I fall off on a Tuesday, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole week is ruined. It's over. Um, we'll try for next week, and mm-hmm. then next week rolls along, and it plays out the exact same way. And yeah, I just wasn't keeping up with the yoga, um, and I got really hard on myself, like 
I can't even, man, I can't even touch my toes. I should just stop doing this. And just really getting, <laughs> really getting on myself because I'm not as good as the instructor on the mm -hmm. screen, which is like, why am I even competing with her? She's the professional. Right, baby, she's <laughs> licensed and everything. So it started there. You know, I would realize, okay, I'm in competition. I just start getting down on myself by talking negatively about maybe what I look like, what I'm doing, my qualities. I really just start getting nitpicky about it. And that will just send me down into a spiral. I'll start off at a peak and then slowly I'll start going down, down, down until I'm down in a hole. And then I have to pull myself out of it. And then it's almost like the cycle begins again. It's mm -hmm. nonstop. And I feel like at the root of that, I'm sabotaging myself, which I feel like, you know, might not just be unique to me. I think a lot of us will play down our qualities for whatever reason, maybe because we're afraid of going beyond ourselves and excelling because we don't know exactly what that looks like. But yeah, so I was sabotaging myself. I mean, currently I'm in that now. I'm just setting really small goals. I've got the Peloton app, okay, because I realized I can't train on my own. Mm -hmm. Like I at least need a trainer. So thank goodness for this virtual revolution. So I got the Peloton app. I have my trainers on there. I, I really like them. <laughs> they pump my day up. They, mm -hmm. they motivate me. They actually, it's, it's like they know me for, I don't know. They've got it down pat. Um, they really, they up you. They really up you. Um, they motivate you. They say wonderful things. <laughs> I like them. Mm -hmm. And I will, another goal of mine is to paint more and perfectionism really rears its ugly head there, especially with art. Art is subjective. What is good art? Nobody knows. We're just all saying stuff. But that's a space where you can easily compare your work to others within different mediums, um, at different skill levels, and just really like tear yourself up because you know, you're looking at someone on YouTube who've ha who's had 10 years of experience. And I myself, I would say I'm probably going on like year two in watercolors. And I'm not at that level, but I'm watching the videos trying to learn their technique. And of course, they have a beautiful end product and mine, not so much. But I'm just trying to keep going steadily by painting once a week, not completing anything, just painting once a week. I can either continue an old piece or start a new one, just so long as I'm picking up the brush, um, which is really, it's not, it's actually not that easy for me. If I'm going to be honest, it's mm -hmm. not as easy as you would think just because it sucks by the time that you're done and you're not in love with your work. Like that's not fun. But aside from that, I really have to remember that I'm not going to be perfect at what I do. I have to remember that I am forever going to be learning. Life and my experiences is a progression. 
I can choose to get better in one thing by putting in the time towards that skill. And that's it. I think that's one revelation that I've had is I can do anything. I can literally do anything I want. However, that doesn't mean I'm going to be good at those things. So if I really have a craft that I want to progress in and excel in, I have to dedicate that time. Whether or not I think I'm good, I just have to keep going because I want to, not because I want to be better than someone else. So it's kind of that internal compass that's really pushing me to just keep going. Um, and that's something that I've, I'm cultivating now. It wasn't always there, but slowly, surely, but slowly. I'm getting there through those small steps of just setting those weekly goals and just accomplishing them. Right. And I think an important thing to remember is why are we even doing this, right? Because we're so focused on the goal. For example, for you doing yoga, you were so focused on the goal, but it's like you forgot why were you doing yoga? Yoga was supposed to be a relaxing thing for you. And instead of it being relaxing and a time for yourself, it was like, oh, fuck, I have to do yoga to accomplish this goal in my head. You know, so now it's more goal oriented. And now it's like it doesn't even serve you when it should have been. No, you're so right. I will be in my yoga session waiting for it to be over just what? because I want to have that box checked and it was not fun which is annoying I don't know why how that kind of happened but that is something to really be aware of if you are someone who sets goals you got to make the goals really easy for yourself like you have to be realistic with who you are where you're at in life and make them attainable if you're just starting out on something, do it once or twice a week at most. And then you can, you know, begin to stack on more time. But first, you should be able to probably achieve your goal for three months straight before you can even really get to that next level. Right. And always remember why. Why is this a goal? Is it a goal really for myself? Because it's like, if I'm setting this goal, but it's a chore to do the goal, why is that a goal? I'm not happy. And I think it sometimes it always gets to that point. You Like you said, you just want to take that box off. But then we lose why we even wanted to do something. Why is it a goal for us? What does that do for us? It totally loses its function and purpose and just becomes irrelevant. Right. And that's okay because, you know, it's change. You just have to be ready to pick up that new thing that'll keep up your interest or not. Right, or not. And then once we accomplish a goal, we don't savor that feeling of that happiness that we feel when we do accomplishment. We automatically want to move on to the next thing. We don't take the time to be present, nor do we appreciate the work that we had to put in to accomplish that goal because we all know it's very hard and different for all of us. So why is that a thing? Why don't we focus on the highs of life? That's a great question. And I, a lot of us believe that the human experience is meant to be hard. And I would be lying 
if I didn't say that that was true. And a part of me believes that that is true. Without struggle and turmoil, there is no resilience. Like we cannot step up out of ourselves without reaching that low. But I think it's important to understand that being human is not hard because you're doing it wrong. It's hard because you're doing it right. You have to change your idea that life is easy because being human is hard. When we hit those milestones, when we accomplish those goals, that deserves celebration. Whether or not it's small or big, we deserve to have some fun. We should really acknowledge how hard it was and what it took to get there. Exactly. We're so focused on if we didn't reach the goal, but we rarely talk about how we feel when we have accomplished a goal like yeah you know we'll post it or we will do some sort of celebration but I feel like the feeling never lasts it doesn't last as long as if we were if we didn't accomplish the goal you know we hyper fixate just on the negativity and we should be focusing on the positives but I feel like especially as women too we downplay our accomplishments or we don't allow ourselves to become too happy because we need to be humble or no one likes a girl who's too conceited or too into herself or wow she's so arrogant but it's like no why should I not celebrate myself I cried through it like I should be crying tears of happiness too you know no so that's a great point and I think one that deserves a lot of attention When we are downplaying ourselves, what is going on there? Is that exactly shame? Is it embarrassment? Is it a cultural thing? What is that? I think it has to do with a lot of different things. Like you said, it could be culture. It could be because we are women. And I feel like we're just taught to not be so flashy or to brag about our accomplishments but even just stating our accomplishments it could be taken as bragging when really it's just the recognition that we actually deserve personally sometimes i downplay myself whether that's my accomplishments or how good of a friend i am how good of a daughter i am because i don't know why but i feel like i i don't want to come off as conceited you know But when I sometimes when I reflect, I'm like, well, who is that going to look conceited to? Because I am these things. I am a good daughter. I am a good friend. And I do deserve recognition for that. I feel like that's stepping into my power. But a lot of people like, you know, society or whatever, they don't want women to step into their power. So that's why it's kind of like a reflex for us to, you know, downplay ourselves or make the next person look better or we've been conditioned to think that we have to downplay ourselves to make others feel comfortable and that's supposedly a good thing but really it's not and we're not responsible for how others feel about themselves if they end up feeling inferior because of our accomplishments and I think that's something that I'm still learning that I don't have to do and I think that also is some sort of projection because I feel like 
before, if I was around, you know, someone who's really accomplishing things or just doing something, right, I would feel inferior and insecure. And so that's why I think that I downplay myself because I don't want others to feel that insecurity that I felt. So it all starts with me and how I have to reframe that. I agree. I When I'm in those situations, I know I've done great things. And I will say that to myself. I'll say it to my friends. But when I'm with strangers, I don't want to come off too strong. Mm-hmm. When I'm in interviews, I don't know if I actually believe it anymore. It's really interesting. When I am in situations where I feel like I have to prove something to someone, I stop because I don't see that as necessary, even in situations where it is very necessary. (laughs) Um, But I would have to say for me, it might be an aspect of embarrassment that I believe that I'm doing so great because if I hear of someone else who's in my profession, who's my age, doing the same thing as me, who has done more, who has gotten, who has received more accolades, I'm in, I'm embarrassed because I haven't put in that much work and received so much. So I believe that could be totally untrue. That person could have, you know, um, received a helping hand, could have, um, had connections that I didn't have, I could have put in much more work to get where I am. But of course, we don't see what's happening behind those closed doors and we just start assuming. So I know that, you know, I can easily become embarrassed and um, I guess ashamed of where I am and um, where that person is if we have been given a similar timeline. I think another thing that goes with that is we try to protect ourselves. So say that we do loudly celebrate our accomplishments. It comes back to us that, oh, we like actually messed up on something or like I didn't get something, another thing done by this certain time. Then it's like, oh, she thought she was all that. I thought she could do all this, but what happened, right? Mm -hmm. So then we try to protect ourselves by just not even putting ourselves in that position to be so scrutinized. But we have to realize it's all part of the human experience. Like, again, perfectionism should not be the goal, but that's what we think. We think that we have to be perfect in order to be confident, to be celebrated. But no. Yeah. And I'm hearing us talk now. And let's say we're in a scenario where you've met someone, you met someone that you knew in your past, like let's say someone from high school, and you've grown internally. You are unrecognizable. Maybe in high school you were a bully, but now you are someone who is an ally, you volunteer, you're much more humble and likable. Mm-hmm. And you receive a comment from someone in your past and they say they compliment you. And let's say the person that you knew in high school is with someone new that's never met you. And that person comments and says, you know, how lovely of a person you are. And you can tell from your old peer that they don't feel the same way. Maybe they make a comment, maybe they make a look, but you know exactly what they're getting at. In that moment, Would you feel some sort of embarrassment about 
who you are? Would you try and downplay who you are then at that point to make that person feel more comfortable? I wouldn't feel embarrassed about who I am, but I would probably feel embarrassed for what I did, right? So say if I was that person's bully, I would I would feel ashamed, honestly. And I would probably, well, I'm saying this, I'm saying, oh, I would say I would pull them over to the side and say, I'm so sorry. But really like that shame would probably just keep me going, keep me moving. You know, I wouldn't even want to acknowledge that because we don't like to acknowledge uncomfortable feelings when we really should, especially if I was like that bully to that person or whatever, because they know and I know, and it's not like we can just keep going on as if I didn't do something to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the reason why I'm asking that is like, if something like that happened in a professional setting, would you feel the same way? Like if, not if you bullied someone, but if you had developed yourself in your career, but someone you knew in your past, maybe you messed up on a project and um, now you're doing great things. You're in a a managerial position, let's just say, Mm -hmm. and that person is not, but they knew that you had made errors in the past. Would you feel the same way? Would you hide yourself? I think I'm going to... I'm going to flip the scenario a little bit so that I can give like a more realistic answer. So say I'm at the hospital, right? And I'm recognized as a great nurse, yada, 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 yada. But say that I made a med error and, you know, my coworkers found out about it. I would feel embarrassed because I got recognized as this great nurse, but it's like, oh, if you're such a great nurse, then how could you have made that error? Mm-hmm. So then that makes me want to downplay myself. I don't want to be recognized anymore. Mm. Or even as a new graduate nurse, I I know I am competent, but I don't want to come off as a know-it-all because they don't like that. They don't like it when, you know, young nurses feel like they know it all. And again, it's not that I know it all, but I know that I'm competent. But I don't want to come off, like you said, too strong or, oh, who does she think she is? It's only her first year in nursing and, you know. So yeah, I do try to downplay myself. At the same time, though, that's very hard because they're like, oh, you should be asking questions. And it's not that I don't have questions to ask. It's just like in that moment, I I don't know what to ask you. Like, I'm good for now. And I also don't want to bother you. So, you know, you kind of do just downplay yourself so that you want to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the previous scenario where you've exemplified personal growth, you're not necessarily downplaying yourself. Instead, you're apologizing about your previous actions, but mm-hmm. you're you're not going to regress to who you were in the past. Right. You're not going to show an entirely different side of yourself because you've grown past that. But it's interesting when we're in a career setting, we totally downplay and we're just like, oh, you know what? You're right. And we shrink. Exactly. Why? What's going on? I think that has to do with imposter syndrome too. You know, we feel like we don't, what are you doing here? Are you, and I feel like, especially even when I was just a student on the hospital floor, I know I'm a student. I should have known that they're not expecting me to know everything. But in my head, that's what I thought. I thought that 
you know, they were all going to judge me if I didn't know what this med was for or whatever the case may be. And so it's like, you want to come off as meek almost because it's like, oh, if you come off as shy, maybe they won't be as mean, you know? Mm. And if you're quiet, maybe they won't pay too much attention to you. And it shouldn't be like that. We, that's really hard, especially if you're more introverted. And if you, again, always have a feeling that someone is judging you, but it's like, we have to remember, again, we're so fixated on the negatives. We have to remember these people were students too. Everyone was a beginner. No one just got here. They all had to start from somewhere just like we do. So I don't know why we feel so embarrassed or why we have to shrink ourselves because subconsciously, we're going to keep doing that in different situations. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it is imposter syndrome. But I I do think it's interesting to note that when it's about us and our personal growth, we are much more confident and assured in who we are. I don't really know what the disconnect is aside from imposter syndrome. And of course, that varies a bit for every single person. But I do think a part of that is exercising your confidence in career settings. That can look like saying no. I think that that's a widely underused word in the career setting. And I'm not saying, no, I won't do that. But no, actually, that means that. Or just recorrecting something when you know when you think something's wrong, it doesn't even matter if it's not, if it's, I mean, obviously, you know, if you think it's wrong, you should say something, but if you're not right, you shouldn't get down on yourself. We are more passive, especially if we're not in a managerial position or um, in a managerial position, we go ahead and say yes, when we maybe don't totally understand a project or a situation. Instead, we should have the confidence to ask for help, ask for an explanation, um, a better description of what exactly is going on. And I think those little steps of just growing your confidence and stepping into your voice in those settings would really help us all out. Because in the previous scenario, when someone doesn't believe your own personal growth, that we don't see that as an attack. We see that as an acknowledgement of, yes, I was that person. I have grown past that. And through you, that's validation because I know that I'm growing and I have surpassed that and I'm being better. But I don't think we constantly get that validation at work. And I think that's something that is really pu- pulling us back. If we don't have a manager or staff person that's really uplifting us, we probably aren't going to see our growth for ourselves until we leave and self-reflect on the entire situation. And even then, again, we don't focus on that accomplishment because say that a manager congratulated us and was this and that, I would be the type to be like, oh, they're just saying that. Or they have to say that to keep up their position of encouraging their employees. And I don't really take time to reflect on if what they're saying is right. Because again, why am I not a good employee? I am. And I should be recognized and appreciated, but it just doesn't really register 
with me or it's not a focus of mine. So I think that really starts at the root of recognizing who we are and our accomplishments is empathy, is being kind to yourself, reflecting, and having feeling, like really taking that breath, either crying, laughing, relishing in that moment, and congratulating yourself. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate your support. If you'd like to connect with us more, follow us on the gram at 20 and some change. 